You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farah of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Psalms. It's not like the Lord's reluctant. There's something about that, though, when you approach the Lord like that. You say, Lord, you're a merciful God. Nothing wrong with reminding the Lord. You said, I could come to you like this. I could approach your throne of grace with the boldness. And this is pretty bold. I know. Especially after I just got in the flesh on that last phone call. (laughs) I'm coming boldly to your throne of grace in this time. And I need your mercy. And I'm going to wait until you show me mercy. And he does. He's a merciful God. You can approach the throne of grace with boldness. God is slow to anger and quick to show mercy. He doesn't begrudgingly help you. But as Pastor J.D. explains in today's message, he is eager to extend his loving arms. Even when you've messed up, especially when you've messed up, and you realize your need for him, he is ready and waiting for you. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Psalms, chapter 123, with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Our study through Genesis, Jesus is there. Exodus, Jesus is there. Leviticus, Jesus is there. Numbers, Jesus is really there. Who knew? The book of Numbers, right? Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, I mean the typology even in the Old Testament. And here certainly we see this to be the case in the Psalms as well. But again, I think that for us, a a takeaway, if you will, is that we need to pray for our church. Does that sound self-serving? Forgive me if it does. Pray for the peace of this assembly. Pray for the peace of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. This church should always be a Jerusalem, if you will, a house of peace, a sanctuary of peace, a place that we can come and assemble together, a safe place, safe pasture, a peaceful place. My goodness, what we go through out there, and you more than me, as a pastor, oh man, I got it pretty good. I mean, you guys, you're out there in the world, you're out there on the front lines, and I mean, you're hearing this stuff all day. I, I, you know what I say, I jokingly say, I don't get out much. That's really true. I really don't get out much. I, I, I'm usually in my office, I'm working, I'm studying, I'm praying, I'm reading, I'm, you know. And so <laughs> every once in a while I'll get out, I'll go to the store and buy pumpkin seeds. Yeah, there I said it. And I'll go into the store, and the first thing I'll think of is, man, this is what it's like out here. (laughs) I look around, I look at people. Wow, people are actually live here where I live, and they (laughs) go to the same store. And these are people, and they have lives. And I'm so, you know, almost isolated and uh, too much so... And But you, I know many of you, uh, you're out there. And isn't it a reprieve and a reprieve and a relief when you can come to this church and you're amongst the body of Christ, the brethren, 
And you don't have to, you know, they, they are, they are, I am peace, they are war. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray that this place will always be a place of peace and with it, joy. I think joy and peace are roommates. You know, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians, love, joy, peace. When you have that joy of the Lord and that peace of the Lord, oh, that's what this place should be. You know what's sad? Not many churches are that way. We're going to actually, Lord willing, on Sunday talk about this. The Lord showed me something this last week that I'm not kidding you. I mean, for years I've always wondered why it is that there's church conflict. I mean, I've been in the business world and I've, you know, started and owned two businesses. I've started and pastored two churches. And I got to tell you, and I, I, as God is my witness, I have seen, not, not talking about here, and I'm so thankful for this, by the way, this is why I always say, and I really mean it, that it is such a privilege to be the pastor of this church. This is an amazing church. And I thank all of you for making the pastorate such a joy. You make it such a joy to be the pastor of this church. I tell when we have online members come and visit, and they, they always comment, and I thank you for this, that you know, you guys just love on them, make them feel so welcome. And I, that just blesses this pastor's heart. And I will say something to them like, listen, if I wasn't the pastor of this church, this is where I would go to church. If for no other reason, because of the food that's in the kitchen after the... <laughs> no, but it's such a loving church, and not many pastors can, can say that. And it's been my experience that some of the things that you uh, see in churches today, you would never see in the business world, in the secular arena. And so for years I've always just kind of wondered, and then it just, the Lord just really ministered it to me through another book I'm reading by Roy Hessian. It's the follow-up to the Calvary Road, the book, We Would See Jesus. And he explains very clearly, and it just, you know how when the light bulb goes off? And so here we are in Colossians, and I'm reading this, and it just hits me. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Psalm 123, another song of ascent. Verse 1, unto you I lift up my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens, pardon me. Behold, verse 2, this is interesting. As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until He has mercy on us. Have mercy on us, O Lord. Have mercy on us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorn of those who are at ease, with the contempt of the proud. Well, <laughs> short psalm, 
short in length, but very powerful in its strength. Here, the psalmist is highlighting and emphasizing this anticipation, expectation really, that the mercy of God is coming. And this comparison to the hand made the servant looking to the signal of the master. Now picture the scene, this is where the cultural dynamics really come in handy as it relates to our understanding. Okay, so let's just uh, rewind to this kind, this, this culture in this day. So you have the servant, and the master is there, and they're uh, eating and breaking bread with the guests there at the table. Now the servant is to stand there and wait. Now the master is not going to interrupt the conversation that's taking place around the dinner table. Instead, he's going to have hand signals to the servant. Bring more hummus, lots of hummus, that's two fingers. That means <laughs> more hummus, okay? This is what he's saying. I'm looking to my master, I'm looking to the Lord, waiting with this anticipation, this expectation. I'm just waiting for that hand signal. What's the hand signal for? It's not to bring hummus, it's to bring mercy. Be merciful, O God. I am waiting as a servant does with their master until you give me the signal that your mercy is coming. Have mercy on me, O Lord, have mercy on me. So I was actually praying about tonight's teaching in the psalm, specific to this psalm, and I asked the Lord to help me with this teaching of the mercy of God. And the reason I asked the Lord to help me is because I have been on the receiving end of God's mercy so many times in, I mean, unexpected ways. And I'm just going to give you an example, okay? So I asked the Lord, be merciful to me, Lord. Your mercy endures forever. I could have handled that situation better. Please forgive me, Lord. Be merciful to me. And I'm kind of expecting, okay, God's going to, you know, He chastises those whom He loves in Hebrews. I'm thinking, man, I'm going to get a spanking for this again. You would think after walking with the Lord for 37 years, you wouldn't get spankings. Do you still get spankings? Please tell me you do, because I, I, the Lord still has to give me a, a good spanking or, you know, send me to my room, so to speak, to discipline me so I can learn my lesson. When are you going to learn? You did it again. You got in the flesh. So now i got to spank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, no, be merciful, be merciful, Lord. Please be merciful to me. And so sometimes God will deem it fit to just show me mercy and not give me, not pay me as what I did deserves. And then here's where uh, it just blows my mind. Not only does He show me mercy, He just blesses me. And I'm like, Lord, you got to be kidding me. I don't deserve this. And he's like, I know. I'm being merciful to you. Yes, you are. I mean, I wasn't expecting this. I mean, you, you, you're not only being merciful to me, 
you're blessing me in addition to that? Lord, you're too good. I can almost hear him say, I know. I know I'm too good. I just love you. You asked me for mercy. You were there as my servant, anticipating, waiting, praying, until you show me mercy. Go back to Hebrews 4.16. We boldly approach His throne of grace because of what Jesus did. And in our time of need, what do I need? Mercy, grace, help. So we boldly approach the throne of grace and we ask for mercy. And the psalmist here in Psalm 123 is anticipating that His mercy is coming. In fact, he's going to wait until it does. I'm not moving until... <laughs> Have you ever done that? Prayed that? It's okay, you know. That's what it means to be bold. It's kind of a holy boldness. It's like, Lord, I am... It's like Jacob, right? I am going to stand right here, and I'm going to keep praying like the persistent widow in that parable you taught, until you bless me, until you show me mercy. And it's not like the Lord's reluctant. There's something about that though, when you approach the Lord like that, and you say, Lord, you're a merciful God. Nothing wrong with reminding the Lord. You said, I could come to you like this. I could approach your throne of grace with the boldness, and this is pretty bold, I know, especially after I just got in the flesh on that last phone call. <laughs> I'm coming boldly to your throne of grace in this time, and I need your mercy, and I'm going to wait until you show me mercy. And he does. He's a merciful God. Psalm 124. This is another song of ascents written by David. Verse 1. I love this. If it had not been the Lord. Hang on to that. Obviously we're going to talk about that. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When the wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Verse 6, Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Here it is again, who made heaven and earth. Listen, if I need help, I want to go to the one who made heaven and earth for help. Because if He made heaven and earth, He can certainly help me in my time of need. Okay. This uh, verse 1, if it hadn't been for the Lord, oh my goodness. I think that every single one of us could create a list and start off with those words. If it hadn't been for the Lord, well first of all, I wouldn't be standing here today if it hadn't been for the Lord. If it hadn't been for the Lord, I would have never survived that. If it hadn't been for the Lord, I would have been swallowed up because of that. If it hadn't been for the Lord, if it hadn't been for the Lord, and you fill in the blank ad infinitum. You know when you, uh, maybe you've heard someone say, or maybe you've said it yourself, 
I don't know what non-Christians do. How do non-Christians deal with things like this? Where Where do they go? I mean, we can go to the Lord, and I think sometimes we take that for granted. Well, you know where they go. They go to the bottle, whether it's an alcohol bottle or a pill bottle. That's where they go. They don't have the Lord in their life. If it, if it hadn't been for the Lord in my life, I don't know what would have happened. I was thinking about how that, what my, well, maybe better said, what my life would have looked like if it hadn't been for the Lord saving me when I was 19 years old. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I would not be alive today. I don't think I would have lived to, I'll be 57 next month. (laughs) I know some of you are looking at me, you're still young, thank you so much. I think it's all relative, isn't it? So I was thinking, I don't think I would have made it to 57. I don't know that I would have made it to 47. There's even doubts I would have made it to 37. I got saved at age 19. I think about how the Lord saved my life many times, more than once. I'm, I'm sad to say, I'm embarrassed really to say that there was one time where I should have OD'd on drugs, and, and I didn't. If it hadn't been for the Lord, if it hadn't been for the Lord, I would have OD'd. The Lord kept me alive to make it even to age 19. And then at age 19, I think about, now I'm 57. And by the way, when you're 57, there's more years to look back on than there are. Is this depressing? It is. That's why I always say, Lord, come quickly. So (laughs) I love how David ends the psalm. He ends it with a praise for the Lord delivering him from the enemy who preyed on him. If it hadn't been for the Lord, uh, they would have overtaken me. They would have overwhelmed me. They would have swallowed me up. And if it hadn't been for the Lord, I wouldn't have survived it. I like what G. Campbell Morgan said. If the Lord had not helped, how great would have been the calamity. But He has helped, and the sigh which trembles with the consciousness of past peril merges into the glad song, Blessed be the Lord. You know how they say, don't try this at home? Try this at home. <laughs> try this. This, this is uh, a very good practice. Just take a little bit of quiet time, silence your phone, turn off the speakers on the email, so that, you know, that ding sound. By, isn't that, by the way, isn't that ir- irritating, the ding, ding? I, I start changing, I'm venting now. Try this at home. Turn everything off, get alone with the Lord, and just look back over all the times that you could put the words in front of those times, if it hadn't been for the Lord. I promise you, even after a few minutes, 
five, 10, 15 minutes if you can. Sometimes that's pretty hard for us in this day and age, right? Turn off the phones, right, and everything. And just try if you can, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, go back through all of those times if it hadn't been for the Lord. And I can assure you and promise you that in that time, whether it's five, 10 or 15 minutes, you will come out of there, you will be blessed be the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. If it hadn't been for you, Lord, because isn't it true that we take the goodness of God for granted? And not, I'm not just talking about the big things, certainly the big things, but what about just the little things? Just that time when God just kind of, I mean, you prayed, Lord, I'm you know, sorry to bother you. I know you've got bigger things to deal with, but this is really a little issue here. Would you just help me with it? And then God does. Like, wow, Lord, thank you for that parking spot at Costco Evie Lay. I know it was a little thing, but <laughs> oh my, I didn't have to park in like Waimanalo and take a shuttle to get to the thing, you know. Busiest Costco in the nation, you know that, right? The busiest Costco in the United States of America is Costco Evile. So have a nice evening. Let's move on. Psalm 125. <laughs> a song of a sense. Those, verse 1, who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people from this time forth and forever. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. Do good, verse 4, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside, to their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them away with the workers of iniquity. Peace be upon Israel. Cannot think of a better way to end the Bible study tonight than with this psalm that paints this poignant and powerful portrait of God surrounding His people and protecting His people. And the imagery again just the way that Jerusalem is protected and surrounded by these mountains, and so too is Jerusalem protected. And this is how God surrounds us and protects us, so much so that we're not shaken, we're not moved. Instead, we abide forever. We are so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Psalms. While our time with you is ending, your study of God's Word doesn't have to. Everyone can learn from the Bible, and everyone will be blessed when they open their hearts to its truth. As you spend time in Scripture today, ask God to share His heart directly with yours, and be open to whatever He has to teach you. Know that we're praying for you as you study and will continue to do so each time we produce a new edition of In Spirit and Truth. Are you in the Kaneohe area? If so, we'd love to have you come be a part of our weekly services. Calvary Chapel Kaneohe meets each week to spend time praising the Lord and learning from His Word. 
Find out more about us and get directions at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also hear additional teachings from Pastor J.D. while you're there, or download our mobile app for Apple and Android devices to access these messages anywhere and everywhere. We'd also like to point out Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. Each Friday and Saturday, Pastor J.D. updates us on where the world is in conjunction with the prophecies of the Bible. He takes the time to comb through the news and tell us how world events line up with God's plan as stated in His Word. If you'd like to view the latest edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update, visit our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for joining us today for Pastor J.D.'s teaching, and we hope you'll tune in again right here on In Spirit and Truth. Oh,